0: Hello one and all, and welcome back to the Deader Dudes. This is Raka doing a solo podcast episode. Going back to this year's Yellow Jackets Season 2. Now for me, it's been no secret to be one of the most surprising, entertaining quality series out there. Mixing uh, mystery, Murder Mystery... Mayhem, survivor guilt, a touch of paranormal and supernatural, but mainly trauma caused by what teenage young ladies had to endure to survive a crash landing of their plane in some remote area, undisclosed. For the location as of right now. But you can only surmise it's a forest that gets very, very cold in the winter. Um, And again, extremely remote with no visible pathway towards civilization. For many things I can't and won't get into yet because I don't want to make this laden with spoilers, but there's a bit of sabotage in their rescue, and you know, delayed rescue. Because obviously this is post 25, 20 something years later where those that did survive cannot outrun their past or the sins of their past whatever you want to call it. With that said, the intriguing cast of characters that have been assembled is so entertaining because Each in their own right is some form of psychopath or sociopath. I'm not here to quibble about semantics, okay? Because I am not myself um, in the psychiatry, psychology, sociology, discipline. I'm a couch potato observer. And just like you out there, We are entertained and largely scared of these individuals. So with that said, again, as a fan, I'm going to run down my list of favorite, favorite psychopaths of Yellow Jackets Season 2. And again, without going into deep detail, what constitutes a psychopath? Okay, well, somebody with emotional deficits, uh, lack of remorse, taking pleasure in getting over, or inflicting pain on others. Um, they may be antisocial, violate rules, certain rules don't apply to them. Yada yada yada. But for those who have watched season one and two, You know who I'm talking about, and you know who your favorites are. So let's get to it. Again, I'm going to try my best to refrain from mentioning any huge spoilers. Uh, I guess this is largely intended for those who are watching or have watched Yellow Jackets. So there are some spoilers coming up. You have been warned. We have been introduced to one survivor that was not, actually two survivors, but one that was not in season one, and that's Vanessa, or air quotes, Van Palmer. Van is outspoken. She is carefree. She is honest. She is forthright. I believe she played goalie, not like it matters, um, on the soccer team. But you know she wears her, her motions on her sleeve which you can appreciate it. You now she also had a thing with Ty. way back younger van in season 1 gets her face ripped apart by wolves. Um they have to stitch her up. She's in pain. And again, I guess without antibiotics and modern medicine, uh, they did a pretty bang up job. Um does she bear that scar? Yes. It was alluded to in the first uh, first series, first season, that she gravitated towards Lottie um, and her visions and her uh, oneness with nature. And Lottie may have proved herself right and she followed her. So, as we are introduced to her in season two, she is not, as of yet... Shown any kind of sociopathic and psychological uh, issues. Now she's more of, as season two goes, a component of Ty's past, and maybe a reset perspective for the rest of the the survivors because of where she is, health wise, mentally, physically, whatever. Maybe she keeps everybody grounded. Who knows? Now, I cannot say that she's a psychopath, so we're just mentioning her now. She's not. But who is, is Lottie. Lottie has grown to rebound from being incarcerated due to a mental breakdown. And she has rebounded in a huge way. One might argue even bigger than Taya, who is elected governor or senator or something on Jersey. Wow. Um, Lottie has like this health cult following. And she's the one who holds this mystical otherworldly connection to whatever force was in that forest. Whatever force still holds tight to her. She may have lived in denial and in air quotes, recovered. But she is a cult leader. Make no mistake about it. And with that said, she believes in the being's need for sacrifice. 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 Okay, Yes. sorry, I'm getting tangent. Pull me back, pull me back. And so, I like where she's at she's obviously conflicted she needs other counseling even though she counsels others Uh, she has a polarizing way with her followers and I can see it quickly going full steam in the wrong direction if you catch my drift I I do like her and she is that uh, kind of Joker's wild character here where you're not sure what's real with her. Or she's not sure what's real. Is it this force? Is it the forest? Is it her? Is it medication? Nice, huh? Juicy. Okay. Third character who I'm slowly beginning to like. I, I, I did not honestly warm up to him in initially but it's walter now walter is is you know the only male here well no there's a few male characters all of which appear rather fragile dumb and slow-witted dim-witted walter's not walter met misty and uh, some some online self-proclaimed sherlock holmes kind of group No judging. Walter has his own issues. Very confident. More than borderline cocky. But thinks three steps ahead. And his wit, I think, is a turn on for Misty. And I must say, his role so far has been surprising. I thought him to be just a fringe component, uh, somebody to fill the void and then maybe kill off or serve that kind of purpose. But it seems like there is a greater purpose for Walter. There's obviously, he has a thing for Misty. Not so sure if it works both ways. Misty may be guarded and not have a thing for anybody who she definitely cannot control. But you can see that there is intrigue. They play off each other very well. I, I, I have to say, they're... The two actors, um, they got some pretty good chemistry. And it's quite entertaining. You know, sometimes things don't work out. You mismatch, you know, even some stars. And it just is not the right fit. This is the perfect fit. And it is playing out well. Okay. Let's get to Taya. Taya Turner. Turner. She is so strong-willed. She's so driven. Confident. And obviously tailor-made for the role of politician as she struggles to keep her personal life balanced and in good graces, which she is doing the shittiest job on the planet doing. Uh, They have an adopted son. She just got elected and all things go sideways because she, like, sacrificed the family dog, um, starts imagining things, puts the child in harm's way, is, other than securing political office, she is off the rails. And it is deteriorating quickly. She needs the group. She needs to be ground. She needs to rid herself of whatever demons still hold grasp of her because otherwise her personal life is going to crap and might as well kiss goodbye to her political life. She has shown the ability in both her younger self and her present-day self to possibly do physical harm and then some to protect those and to follow her beliefs, whatever the beliefs are. She almost looks like she's schizophrenic here, two personalities. But again, who this lot is is all right. No, none. So I mean, she's up there in my favorites, um, and I guess that would put her third, somewhat second, because no, I'd say third or fourth. Which brings us to the tie for third and fourth, if you will. Shauna. Shauna was the main focus in season one. Okay, I'm not so sure she is the main focus any longer. Mainly because what they've done to her character is reduce some screen time at the same time. Kind of run in circles with her complicated situation. It's, for me at least, becoming less and less believable... Of how she's holding things together. How she rationalizes things. I mean. Such a conflicted youth. With a huge burden of guilt. And then. Still yet to be deeply explored. Is her ability to like. Surgically carve up animals and people. And apparently. Kill without much remorse. Justify it as such. And maintain a fake life, a fake home life. Um, Everything is is guilt-driven. And I'm not so sure she knows who she is. She is absolutely not happy. But she definitely has within herself, other than protecting her daughter, uh, the chilling ability to go beyond civility. I just think that she, they kind of lost that steam since she was the focus because she was who you were introduced to first and and spent a lot of times with that dynamic. But but we'll get to that anyway. Getting down to number two, number one, obviously, Natalie Catorico. Catorico, anyway, Nat. Special mention here. I mean, of course, Juliet Lewis, older Nat, Sophia Atcher, younger Nat. I've always been a Juliet Lewis fan, so, I mean, what a role to play. She was scarred before the trip, scarred during the trip, and pretty much scarred in a, a train wreck after being rescued and until present day. But whatever happens during her fate, I'll leave it at that. I mean, always deemed a burnout, but apparently alluded to as one of the best players, if not the best player, made her, and Taya, the best players on the team. Which says something because it's not just physical skill, it's also um, aptitude, it's also um, perseverance, uh, character, the will to win, focus, you know, instinct. And one can argue that without her skills in hunting and manning the gun and, and, and bravery, a lot of them don't just survive the COVID. Her story becomes more and more deeply tragic, which is so appreciated. But for reasons I cannot allude any further to, I shed a tear. She is one of my favorites, I mean, and hands down there's no beating around the bush she is what she is she tells it like it is and you feel for her well written well performed character where you absolutely feel for her alright so then there's no hiding my favorite of favorites Christina Ricci playing older Misty Samantha Hanratty playing younger Misty 280 okay more than any of them Misty's character was born to be a serial killer. If not, mass murderer, a plotter, uh, 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 do what must to succeed and do for yourself. I mean, a self-righteous piece of you-know-what. And behind that smile, man, hides a serial killing nurse and a calculating, cold, brilliant young lady who the worst thing that could have ever happened to all of us and the best thing that happened to her was this plane crash and surviving and doing what she needs to do and finding out what she can get away with. And I think that's what a lot of serial killers do as they progress through their nastiness. I mean she's she's complex but not she is um possibly misunderstood no she's completely not misunderstood by us but misunderstood by her friends but she is such such the devil oh my goodness the things that she the lengths that she goes through to secure herself and her Things that are important to her. And almost with a smile. With a completely shallow conscience, All for the good of others. and, And I mean, if she's on your side, you're golden, man. But if she's not, adios, baby. Misty, by far, is one of the best, well, for me, the absolute best character created. And continues to spiral out of control into um, a calculating, plotting bloodlust. So there you have it. Um, with a few sprinklings of what happens and how things unfold in season two, that's Jackets, my favorite sociopaths. I hope you enjoyed. Let us know whose are yours if your ranking differs than mine. Uh, remember, shout out to us at deaderdudes at gmail.com or you can find us on our YouTube channel Twitter, that's all around, Uh, Facebook, social media, Instagram, TikTok, U.S. Mail, you got it. All right, everybody out there, stay vigilant, stay safe, and uh, remember, there's something out there in the cold. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. But not the whales. Save the whales, everybody. All right, till next time. Thanks for listening. Raka from the Dead Air Dunes.